Hi everyone. Uh, we did not intend for this episode to have a cold open, but here we are. Um, Sammy and I recorded this episode about two weeks prior to Roe v. Wade being overturned, and we did not feel right about publishing it without taking the time to acknowledge the fact that rights to the autonomy over our own bodies are being stripped away from us and other individuals who are capable of getting pregnant across the United States. We know that there is never a time to be silent in the face of oppression, and we want to make our stance on this issue and others like it perfectly clear. It is not the job of the government, nor anyone else for that matter, to force people who can get pregnant to go through with a pregnancy. A person's body is their own, and we stand against the Supreme Court's ruling. I have added links in the show notes to abortion resources, as well as organizations like Planned Parenthood that are working to keep access to safe abortions available to the public. We hope you all continue to take care of yourselves and know that your feelings are valid. Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book at the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Skorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Sorted, Growing Up, Coming Out, and Finding My Place, a Transgender Memoir by Jackson Bird. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Jackson Bird is a YouTuber and writer working to demystify the transgender experience by sharing his and other stories online. You can hear some of those stories on his YouTube channel, Jackson is Not a Bird, on his podcast, Transmission, and in his debut book, Sorted, Growing Up, Coming Out, and Finding My Place. A TED resident and speaker, Jackson's TED Talk, How to Talk and Listen to Transgender People, has been viewed over 1.5 million times. He was a 2018 GLA. A.D. Glad, I guess, rising mm-hmm. star digital innovator, YouTube Next Up creator, and a Lego Logo TV. Oh, not Lego. Okay, <laughs> and a Logo to- <laughs> and a Logo TV Social Trailblazer nominee. His writing has appeared in the New York Times, Vulture, The Advocate, and more. He is also known for his past work with the Harry Potter Alliance a nonprofit that activates online fan communities towards social action. As the HPA's director of Wizard Muggle Relations, Jackson produced videos as The Boy Who Vlogged, oh my god, I love that, (laughs) co-wrote an award-winning case study of the organization and helped earn them a place as one of the nine nonprofits that get web humor from Mashable. Raised in Texas, he now lives in New York City, where he spends his spare time hosting pub quizzes and growing pumpkins on his patio. Goals? To have a patio in New York? In New York, I know, right? <laughs> Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, when Jackson Bird was 25, he came out as transgender to his friends, family, and anyone in the world with an internet connection. Assigned female at birth and raised as a girl, he often wondered if he should have been born a boy. Jackson didn't share this thought with anyone because he didn't think he could share it with anyone. Growing up in Texas in the 1990s, he had no transgender role models. He barely remembers meeting anyone who was who was openly gay, let alone being taught that transgender people existed outside of punchlines. In this soulful and heartfelt coming-of-age story, Jackson chronicles the ups and downs of growing up gender-confused. Illuminated by journal entries spanning childhood to adolescence today, to today, he candidly recalls the challenges and loneliness he endured as he came to terms with both his gender and his bisexual identity. With warmth and wit, Jackson also recounts how he navigated the many obstacles and quirks of his transition, like figuring out how to have a chest binder delivered to his NYU dorm and having an emotional breakdown at a Harry Potter fan convention. From his first shot of testosterone to his eventual top surgery, Jackson lets you in on every part of his journey, taking the time to explain trans terminology and little-known facts about gender and identity along the way. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So, I did not change all of the stuff from the last script. Sorry. First oh, line, okay. Harry I was Styles. Like, I know. I was like, <laughs> wait, did I miss something? <laughs> what? No. Okay. I did. Sorry. Um, That's okay. 
So I picked this one. Yes. Uh, I have watched Jackson's YouTube related and like, because he was really involved in Nerdfighteria when like it was very popular circa 2013, 14, 15, 16. Okay. Um, and so at one point when John and Hank used to make videos, if one of them needed to go on an extended leave for some reason, mm-hmm. like when John uh, had his first kid, mm-hmm. um, they would sometimes have other people fill in for them okay. to continue making, like sticking to their Tuesday, Friday schedule. Okay. Uh, and so when John was out for an extended period of time, Jackson hosted as John in a video for oh, on fun. their channel because they like picked u- other YouTubers that were smaller at the time that they knew and liked to promote. Yeah. Yeah. Which was oh, super that. cute. So that was how I was first introduced to Jackson. And then fast forward, I was really into the Will It Waffle days on YouTube. Um, And fast forward in 2016, I just sent you these pictures. I actually met Jackson at a meet and greet at VidCon, back when VidCon was relevant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one, my eyebrows, I did not know how to do my eyebrows eyebrows, in those photos. I know. know. They're so, so bad. And I wouldn't listen to anybody in my life who told me differently. Um, but also, I was mine were equally yeah. bad, just so you know. So you know what, fine. we didn't grow up with all of the the makeup artists around. No, at the time. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, really cool for me to meet Jack back mm-hmm. when as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when his book came out, I remember reading it when it came out, and then I who knows what happened to it in between whenever it was published and now. But mm-hmm. so I I got it on my Kindle this time around, and I decided to listen to the audiobook. Uh, okay. You yeah. said you listened to the audiobook, right? Yes. Yes, I did. I loved the audiobook. I loved it because it was Jackson mm-hmm. narrated. I love that. Like, and it, I don't know, in that sense, I think it's really cool with memoirs specifically mm-hmm. when, yeah, it's like, I guess it's kind of similar to with the Anthropocene reviewed, like that it's mm-hmm. actually John Green talking. Right. And it's because it sounds so much more just like this is an actual. Yeah. Like, glimpse into their brain. Like, they are sharing. It feels like a very much more personal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, that was really cool. I enjoyed. I, so, I listened to it while I was at work. Because um, I have, like, some downtime while the kid I watch naps and stuff. And so, I'm, like, walking around the house. Like, I do dishes and all the chores and whatnot around the house while he's napping and I'm listening to this in my airpods and I'm like fuck I'm about to cry <laughs> like walking yeah. in, in this like they're not strangers but like I've only worked there for two weeks now and so I, I mean if and they work from home too so if they were to come down and just see me like sobbing doing their dishes <laughs> I don't know <laughs> might leave the wrong impression yeah yeah, yeah. just a little awkward but <laughs> I I loved this and I think I so um while I was eating right before this too, I yeah. was like, oh, I haven't. So I actually I was not big with YouTube, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'll be full transparency. I was not a YouTube girly. Um, you missed out. I did. I know I did. I know I missed out. I did have a thing for Troye Sivan. I fucking adore. <laughs> I adore Troye Sivan. Um, and that's about it. And I wanted him and Tyler Oakley to be together really bad. Um, at the- a retweet. Yeah, I they had their. I I wonder if they ever were. I don't know. Just Tyler Oakley is fine now. He, oh my god! Like the, he's always like, been handsome. He's always yeah, been handsome. Yeah. He has great yes. facial features. You know, he is hundred fine. He grew yeah. into himself. Oh yeah, he the self the confident like you can just tell that was an internal glow up that mm-hmm. like shows on the outside which is really cool absolutely um yeah so i had never heard of jackson bird and then hadn't watched any of his youtube videos um and i went in and just listened to his story obviously and then i decided to watch his coming out video like right before we jumped on to record this yeah yeah and i I, i'll probably do a deep dive on his YouTube videos too after this. Definitely worth it. He's always yes, been I funny. Agree. He's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just an all around great human being. I love that. We love great human yes. beings. Yes. 
Um, I thought it was very fun to reread his story, like his book, mm-hmm. because uh, just like I'm older now, you know, yeah. and I think yeah. like before I didn't understand the extent to like some of his circumstances. And now I'm like, as somebody older now, I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, I, I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. And also it was really funny to just it's kind of like a time capsule in the way that he's addressed like the going ons of like the early 2010s, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, the Harry Potter Alliance. <laughs> Wait, I know. Like, I thought it was so funny. The like just quintessential millennial like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love for Harry Potter. I yep. I thought that was very funny. Yes. And yes. Yeah, I, I I just love that, and I love like the different communities that he got to discuss like throughout his life that he's now been a part of, and like his uh-huh. different groups, and he's like so successful. Can you imagine doing a TED talk? No, absolutely not. I, I would shit cool. myself. <laughs> I would shit myself too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I also so right in the beginning, he kind of does a little quick definition run through yes i love that Mm -hmm. i love that because okay here's the thing i part proud member of the alphabet mafia um but there's still things Mm -hmm. that i feel like i'm learning Mm -hmm. and it's like you can google things but like there are different answers for things and so it's like the difference between certain terms and everything i'm like right it's just sometimes it's an, it can be intimidating. It's obviously very important, but it can. It's like oh my gosh, there is just like so much to know and so much like nuance, yeah. and it's personal for everybody. And I think that's kind of what like it's like. Okay, these are the definitions, but then he kind of also says it's like, but they don't necessarily apply to everybody. Some people just choose to identify like this, and mm-hmm. but they don't identify with that, and. Some people identify with both and some people blah, 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 all this stuff. And so I think that kind of just made me feel better of like, oh, like, yes, it's important. And I'm going to continue to like learn and all that stuff. But it's also like when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter that much. Like as long as you just do like, oh, yeah, everyone has like you're just a good enough person to respect however anybody identifies you know yeah it's like yeah okay cool those pronouns cool i don't like not Mm -hmm. asking invasive questions cool yeah right yes yes (laughs) i also really enjoyed his little definition Mm -hmm. kind of first couple pages and i noticed did you only listen to the audiobook Yes. Okay. So I noticed when I was going between the audiobook and my Kindle version mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. there was also parts that weren't being read. Oh. Yeah, but it was it reminded me in the nicest way possible of like in a textbook where you have like paragraphs and then there's like some kind of figure blah 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 interrupting uh-huh. it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um but it was really interesting cuz it he focused more on like uh just like anecdotes and also um, just various like other stories that he didn't go into. Oh, interesting. Okay. And also in the physical book, there are pictures. He mentioned in the audiobook having yes. like here are some pictures and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. I wish there I. There were pictures like throughout. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah. Well... Which I really, really enjoyed because it was like, you know, really interesting to just see. Mm-hmm. how your smile can change when you're becoming more of yourself and more sure oh, of yourself that's so cute you know what i mean like that was what i caught myself looking at was like it, you can see the difference just in the light inside of jackson mm-hmm. you know as mm-hmm. as everything progressed so i was like oh my god i want like i want the actual book book so i can see the pictures better they're yeah. tiny as hell in my kindle <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that's good to know i think yes. Mm, consider buying that. Hmm. You should do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, so for me, I think, like, recently, mm-hmm. I think, okay, here's the thing. I I don't know. Mm, maybe I'm about to, like, totally out myself. But, like, I feel like when you take the time to start kind of learning, once, okay, once the bubble is popped and you realize that gender is such a, like, 
just fake in every mm-hmm. way and it's all construct it's a con- it's a social construct through and through and it's like there's so many systems that are like in place to uphold these constructs and stuff and like i think once you become aware of that that it's not just like by bi- it's not biology it's not inherent and you cut and then you have that thought of like oh i wonder if i like lived somewhere where i wasn't exposed to any of this stuff like what would how would i right how would I present, like, how would I identify just as me, you know, right, whatever right, right. that is, you know? And so I think once that bubble is popped, I just, I've become so aware mm-hmm. of how I perform my, like, gender, the gender I was assigned at birth. And, yeah. and I'm just like, do I actually like any of that? Do I identify, like, does that feel right to me in any way? Mm-hmm. I don't really, like, I've kind of come at the moment I'm kind of in a like I have absolutely no attachment to my gender whatsoever and Mm -hmm. like we've had conversations about things I've been thinking about and everything but yeah so this was just like a very well-timed book for me yeah and like all the things he said about like how he felt growing up and wearing dresses and all this stuff and I was like oh okay shit okay yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I think this book, one, was a reflection for Jackson, but also feels like a way to push reflection on the reader. Other, yes. Yeah. Yes, I you agree. get me? Yes. I get that. Because even like me, I, I was also, you know, I was a tomboy growing up as well mm-hmm. and things like this. So it is, it's a book that makes you think. And also, I love, this is slightly off topic, but I loved the way that Jackson is so empathetic when he writes too. Mm-hmm. Like, he would say something and then, like, right under it be like, and this is what has been thought for this and this and this, you know. Yes, how people yes. have regarded this. And mm-hmm. Personally, I like that he would, like, here's here's the background, but also here's my opinion, right? So yes. To better, to better assert what he's trying to get across, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, and I just, like... It was really well written, too, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, it was wow. just mm-hmm. beautiful and... I don't know. I think anything that can just make me sob in the middle of the day is like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five stars all around. (laughs) I was full crying reading this one, man. It's just some of the, and it's, it's not even maybe the parts that are, that most people would cry at. I am just such a sucker for like a soft emotional line. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, oh, I'm a sucker. I can cry at almost anything and I just was weeping I think that what made me cry was like how it made me reflect on myself and my own mm-hmm. experience like that's where and like that was kind of shocking to me right and so that's I think where the emotions came yeah that's fair personally um but yeah so I and you know what else he kind of discussed a lot was like how I don't know the relationship between like clothes and your body shape mm-hmm. and all like is it because I just don't like or oh god I wrote the line down um I could only stomach being a woman if I could be the societally perfect image mm-hmm. of one yeah and I was like oh and like because I'm like okay do I hate my body because of like its size and its shape and its weight and all that or mm-hmm. do I hate my body because it's like its association with the gender or like do I am I okay being a woman if it's the patriarchal version of like how a woman should look right I don't know it's like there's so many layers to I think teasing apart maybe like body dysmorphia and like gender yeah questioning as well it's like there's so like the way those are intertwined can get very very confusing very fast I think absolutely (laughs) and he really talked about that it was like okay wait because like all the times all the years he like tried to convince himself you know oh wait no like no like I don't fit this exact little thing of what I saw Mm -hmm. in this one representation of transgender so that can't be me. So it right. must be this, this, and this. And that's why I don't feel comfortable. And if I just change mm-hmm. this and yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That's the end of that thought. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. I just thought it was so brilliantly written too, just in every sense. Like witty, mm-hmm. funny. I like little jokes yeah. in a memoir to keep you like also laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and I just loved also a really good timeline. Yeah. The to time, better it was yeah. yeah. Because it really gave me a perspective on like, okay, yeah, this is what, you know, how, how I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying, I'm trying to <laughs> phrase it. I'm sorry. Like how painful to, to have been like mm-hmm. having such a struggle for such a long time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like he says, mo- some people, you know, also most people don't start to think about transitioning until they're older anyways. Yeah. So it was it's- just. I think, too, about, like, people who the timelines for coming out. And I think – because, like, I've had a friend transition and, Mm -hmm. like, it's just – I don't know. Like, I – the timeline for, I think, there's, like, this simultaneous, like, I wish I could have been myself earlier on. Mm -hmm. But then also, like, oh, I don't think I could have – it would have been good for me to transition in that high school or in – that right like hometown or while I was still under my parents roof or whatever so it's like it's it's painful that like someone has to mm-hmm. go that like that amount of years or whatever fighting this and like trying to grapple with it and denying it or just hiding it if they're if they are like aware of it or in, like at terms with it or whatever but yeah. um but it's also like I don't think I could have safely done that when I mm-hmm. was younger yeah. And I think it probably would have been really bad for my mental health if I had done it. I don't know. It's Yeah. It's just and you talked about that a little bit too, where it was like it is kind of the thing where the time has to be right and you have to have the right support system and space to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just even your own mental capacity. Yes. You know? If yeah. you've got too many things taking up space, adding a new stressful one is, yes. is not going to be not. <laughs> and and then you might not you know that might ruin your experience in the beginning mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. might feel like oh no maybe this isn't the right decision for me so you know yeah we need clear head spaces for big decisions everybody yeah i was talking to my friend who um had top surgery mm-hmm. pretty recently and like we kind of went through jackson's process with top surgery too mm. but um And we kind of, like, so Jackson talks about, too, it's, like, it's not going to immediately change your body. And, like, a lot of people after top surgery will kind of have this moment of, like, oh, it didn't change. It didn't, like, I don't look exactly the way I wanted to look right away. You know, like, you still have hips. And it might emphasize the fact that you have hips and, like, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I think, too, like, that's, like, the conversation I had with my friend was, like, it is really hard going through a transition and knowing that you probably won't look the way you've like imagined yourself or really wanted to look right. for so long, which I mean, to a certain extent happens to everybody on the yeah. fucking planet, you know, like you're just not going to look necessarily the way you would like to. Mm-hmm. But I think in the process of transitioning, there's so much hope that okay, I'm finally going to feel yeah. like myself. And then it may fall short a little bit if you don't have, like, the six-pack or the, I don't know, just those other little things. And, like, I've kind of realized that, too. It was like, huh, if I, like, what would I look like? What would I want to look like? And I told you this yeah. the other day, and I was like, as I pictured myself of, like, huh, <laughs> I wonder what I would look like. I had been picturing myself as like a six foot tall man <laughs> and I'm five foot six. Like if, if <laughs> for whatever reason, like if my exploration journey leads me that way, I wouldn't be able to grow six inches if I started doing tea or whatever. Like you would be a short King. I would be a short King and I don't yeah. want to. I'm, and then like that turned me off from like wanting to think about it more. Cause I'm like, I wouldn't want to be a five foot six white man i'm sorry i just (laughs) wouldn't a white man no no yeah (laughs) yeah before we move on to discuss the rest of sorted let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. I'm in the mood for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, order pizza. I might. Do it. Um, also, I, okay, I want to talk about... Yeah. I didn't really understand, or I was like, the title didn't mean much to me. And I loved how he carried mm-hmm. the idea of sorted mm-hmm. like throughout the entire book. And I love and yes. the cover itself with the erased female. I yes. I love that so much. Sorry, Yoda's yelling at my door. I'm gonna let her in. Let her in. She I'm wants to join in. the convo. Yoda. Oh Yoda. the other door. She said you Hi. took too long. <laughs> Hi kitty. Hi, Yoda Bean. I missed you last night. Do you think she could purr for the microphone? She can meow, that's for sure. Yoda. Yoda Bean! Meow. Damn it, now she's not going to. (laughs) She's like, you're putting me on the spot, Mom. (laughs) No, but I'll lick you. Speaking of trans icons, I got to meet Mae Martin last night, which was so much fun. And they were I amazing. I know, you're crazy. You're crazy girl. Crazy. You were living that L.A. life. We don't need to talk about anything else that happened last night. But... No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but Mae Martin was hilarious. And their show was fantastic. I haven't seen it on Netflix. That also kind of sparked some thoughts in my head when I watched that show. Oh, yeah. Re- Have you seen it? No. No. <gasps> It's good. You could binge it while you work. Okay. Oh, is it more than one episode? Yeah, is- it's two seasons. Oh. He it, like they have a show and they have comedy specials, but also a show on Netflix. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, it's called Feel Good. I, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of sad, kind of oh, fucked up. Oh, good. But also very, very good. All right, exciting. I'll watch yes. it this week while I work. Yes. How fun. Yes. Love it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Sorted, I just loved, like, I don't know, like, there's so many. And then, like, the way that he tied it into, like, the sorting hat for mm-hmm. um, Hogwarts, <laughs> too. Like, everything. It's like, you sort yourself. And you, once you, like, I don't know, just all of that was very cool. I agree. Now, I just think that the, everything about this book is so clever. Mm-hmm. From the title to the cover to the way that oh oh my god the chapter titles were so funny yes the chapters were good <laughs> i just i appreciate like i think we've we've read a couple of, <clears throat> sorry what the <laughs> we've read a couple of memoirs recently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just think that obviously m- my general opinion of the book is going to be based on like if I was interested in it, right? Right. But I think there's also something to be said for authors that like to throw in a little bit of comedy, too. And mm-hmm. a little bit of, here's something really lighthearted. Or, here's something that we were all thinking. And I yes. was thinking it, too. And I, I'll say I'll it. I'll say you know? it. I'll be the yes. one to say it. <laughs> I just appreciate that so much. I just, yeah. I just loved everything about the book in itself. Um, yeah. Which, it's so interesting because, like. So this is obviously a pretty heavy topic, you know, to mm-hmm. write a book on and to share with the world. But, like, then I think, because, like, the most recent one I read was Crying in H-Mart, which we covered, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, like, that was also so heavy. But, like, and it made me cry so many times. Right. But there wasn't that comedy factor mm-hmm. in it. And I don't think it ne- it would have fit in that no, book at all. <laughs> like, that was, that was, like, beautiful in the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, appreci- I appreciated the lightheartedness in such serious, like, topics, I guess. Yeah. It made it very digestible. I yeah. Guess. I was going to say that, too. This was a really, like, accessible read. 
Yeah. Even if you had almost no knowledge on really even anything about the LGBTQ plus community, right? None. Yeah. Like there was, Jackson goes through so many different descriptions and kind of laying things out and giving a brief, but I think, you know, subsequent background oh, on these things. We got purrs. Oh. You'll probably be able to hear it when you edit. Bet. Bet. Um, but yeah, I've been, I really, or I'm encouraging my mom to listen to it because like she has, um, quite a few clients and stuff who, and like, just, I think working in the mental health mm-hmm. field, like, I think it's just important to stay up to date and keep learning in everything. And absolutely, I think this is such a great book to kind of like, maybe, give that initial push of like oh yeah maybe there's some more stuff I really need to yeah. learn and and yeah. to give a better idea inside you know the thoughts and potential yes. you know conversations to be had mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. different clients in the future but yeah I, I agree I wonder mm. like someone who okay like for m- me obviously not like totally 100% in this whole like what gender means to me yeah and so like and how I related to the book versus someone who's like fully like yeah I'm a girl I feel like a girl I'm wholeheartedly like Mm -hmm. this is how I present myself to society and I'm happy with it and I feel good you know like how they may like read those experiences yeah and what they might feel I don't know question that's a good question because I feel like I also, like, surround myself with people who are, like, yeah, gender is fucking, like, gender's fake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have somebody who I can, like, be like, hey, can you read this book and, like, let me know Yeah. what you felt <laughs> and <laughs> what parts you cried at, <laughs> you know? Yes. No, I, I get you. I think this is one of those books, too, where we should be recommending it to people who feel like that also. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not just for the shits and gigs of we want to know your perspective on it, but also, like, I think that this is one of those books that since it's so accessible and since everything's explained so well and not, like, you know, like, when you're reading something science-y and then it gets to be too much and you're like, okay, you lost me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it My brain turned off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, very, very engaging. So I think that this is one of those books you can recommend to anybody because – it's an enjoyable read and also really eye-opening also and, like, ma- makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else they, like, so he talked about the idea of, so there's obviously gender dysphoria, yeah. which we know about. It's, like, medical term, all of that. Mm-hmm. But gender euphoria. And he kind of mm-hmm. talked about that, too. And I've also, like, as my friend transitioned and, like, talking about that and how they um where they felt that and how they kind of reflected on like when do I actually feel like euphoric in my how people perceive me or how I present myself mm-hmm. and I think that's also a really interesting thing to bring to the table with like cis people and I mean just anybody in general it's like the idea of like do you actually feel euphoric in how you present yourself and how you are perceived and re- and received in society. Yeah. I don't know. I don't ha- I don't think I have anything that makes me feel euphoric in how in that sense, you know? Right? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know, bro. About to have a what lot I'm... of conversations with my new yeah. therapist. <laughs> what a great introduction. Uh-huh, right? <laughs> we'll start off strong. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what's hard? I really huh. want to find a therapist who is a member or like very, very familiar with, I think, like a member of the LGBT community. Like, yeah. I feel like I want somebody who can kind of like very actually personally relate to some of the things I'm like exploring. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's it's hard, dude. I think it's also because yeah. I'm in Orange County. I don't know how to find yeah. somebody who's yeah I don't know I'm like I think I'm gonna message my old therapist and be like hey so you know any like cool lesbian therapists that are taking clients that's a good idea actually 
They're I know. supposed to find you. <laughs> a new person, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? That's kind of a thing, right? It is. It is. Mm. Mm. Oh, um, did you giggle the way I giggled when um, it, w- it was like halfway through the book where Jackson was talking about being on a plane with President Carter? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, Jimmy Carter gendered me correctly. Yes. <laughs> Like, oh, and then he said something about Jimmy Carter had also uh gendered someone correctly, and it and it was another trans something person else, or something. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he just has a sixth sense for yes, <laughs> for just knowing people's correct genders, yeah, gender pronouns. I was like, That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also loved like Jackson and I have a lot of overlapsing. Oh, Overlapping. Crossing, overla- yeah. <laughs> overlapping. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, circles, like nerd criteria and things of the sort. So I was really, I thought it was really cute to read that, like, about the Esther Earl charity ball and all that stuff, because Esther was uh, a key component of nerd criteria as well. Um, and I was just like, oh, I just love reading about things that I like. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> wow. I love seeing... It's like the affirming of, yes, this is interesting, and I love it, and someone else loves it, and that makes yes. it even better. Yes. Yes, exactly. That is the feeling 100%. Yeah. What other thoughts and feelings did you have on this book? Um, <laughs> I just want to say, so I, obviously I was doing the audiobook, and I didn't have the physical copy, so I just opened, like, my notes app whenever mm-hmm. I heard a line that I really liked. <laughs> And so the, I think I already said this one, but the, um, I could only stomach being a woman if I could be mm-hmm. the society perfect. I started that line with big oof. And then I wrote that. Because <laughs> my reaction to hearing that was oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this was another thing. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, hang on. Really? Can you hear it raining? I can hear it reading. That's very nice. Oh, I'm a little ASMR. I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so this after he started tea, yeah, and he was like the kind of debunking some of the myths about like it makes people angry or aggressive mm-hmm. or anything like that, and he kind of like had a moment of reflection. He's like, actually, I think it's like how society rewards aggression that like reinforces like that type of behavior and it's Mm -hmm. like because he was like I didn't feel that at all you know and he was even like I honestly feel more comfortable (laughs) exactly and like I think he kind of talked a little bit about um you know the fem like his feminine qualities and stuff and like Mm -hmm. I wrote down like qualities that had been allowed to flourish because um, he had grown up free of the restrictions put on boys. So, like, right. empathy and all these things that we associate with, like, femininity and stuff, but can yeah. very much also flourish in all people if they're, like, encouraged to do so. And yeah. I don't know. Like, it's – there's that um, TikTok video. I don't – I think you probably have seen it. It was, like, one of those circles of, like, a group of people and they're asked questions and then they, like, have a discussion. Uh And um, so a woman was, like, like, talked about the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And and then that guy was, like, um, he goes, well, you so you think I'm privileged? Like, men kill themselves more and they work more dangerous jobs and blah, blah, blah. And she she just goes, who do you think put that system in place? Yeah. And (laughs) it's... And, like, so I've seen, like, I've seen that video so many times now because, like, yeah. everyone's stitching it and duetting it and all that and, like, adding their own little commentary. And it, it it's so true because it's, like, the, the way that the system that's put in place by men mm-hmm. hurts men yeah, is, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Men are just dumb. <laughs> men are so dumb. <laughs> like, you don't even realize you're doing this to yourself. Literally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And then, okay. I also, okay. I want to talk about representation because he Mm -hmm. talks a lot about representation and how the lack of representation 
affected how he kind of came to like realize that he was trans and stuff right and i think that was such an important discussion because like that's such a huge discussion in society today i think is like with queer representation and like religious like all the different types of ways identities can be represented in movies and books and the media and everything i think he just did such a good job of showing this is a huge problem when there isn't representation yeah. and this is how it affected me and it, it kind of made me i've only seen 50 first dates like once i think oh yeah because he talked about that because there was um meant to be like i think it was just a really f- fucked up like understanding m- misunder like well, just a weird character that they put in yeah. 50 First Dates. And, but he said, he was like, I watched that movie and I it, there was a transgender woman, I think. And But they made it really surface level offensive and just like mm-hmm. kooky. Not me using kooky as an adjective, but like kooky, kooky. I guess, in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, and he was like, I didn't, like, it was a negative representation like I didn't want to be that I didn't want to associate myself with that or and then he talked a lot about the Oprah show too and he was like I didn't identify with some of the things that they said and so it was like oh wait no I'm not trans because that's how that's what it is to be trans yes so yeah also especially when um I think wasn't that when the one of the only transgender people he'd seen on tv it was a man, and he said he was still interested in women. Yes, yes. And so Jackson was like, oh, but I think I'm interested in I like in men. men. Yeah. So I don't that, – that can't be what I am because right. we don't feel the same on that level. So, hmm. yeah, representation is so important. And I think it's like uh, – like even you said earlier how this book came in kind of like a good moment for you, like when mm-hmm. the idea of – transitioning and any and the the transgender experience has kind of been like more apparent in your life lately yeah um that i think that that's a cool way to 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 see the comparison too right yeah you've got so many things going on right now and this book that it was kind of like there's so much representation out there now Mm -hmm. in a different way that now we are you know it's just interesting to to see the reflection on when there wasn't right because yeah. now even you've got so many things in your life right now that are like, oh, mm-hmm. informational. And- yes. And like, and I think too, the way that it's going is like the people who are realizing that they're like having a very influential, um, I guess, role in mm-hmm. representing like communities or identities or whatever like they're representing them like those communities or identities in a way that is very well thought out and yeah like appreciates the variance and the nuances and just the intersectionality of all the like the little things that could be different instead of like this is what it is this is what i am this is what everybody who fits in this category is you know yeah and it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know. So, like, I just love that where it's like, it could be this, or it could be this, or you could identify with this or not, or you could just see yourself in this and yeah. not that. And yeah. So, I think things are headed. I don't know. It's hard to say they're headed in the right direction because, in a lot of ways, I think they're not, but in True. some ways, they are. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Uh, did you have any favorite lines besides um, the one that you mentioned earlier? Um,. I also, no, I think just the one that I mentioned earlier, like that really, yeah, it kind of stuck with me. Oh, maybe I wrote down this. I don't know if it's an exact line or just me paraphrasing, but it was mm-hmm. maybe my body is adapting to me instead of me adapting to my body. Mm-hmm. I liked that. There was one that was like, one day I might learn to treat myself with the generosity and compassion I afford other humans, but oh. that day is still a ways off. Uh, uh. I know. I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> yes. I'll, oh, quickly, I want to talk about, so it was when 
he was at, they went out, um, it's like a club or something, and it was at one of the, was it a trans, like, event of some sort, or, um, oh, like, the place where he went to go do research on, like, top surgery stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. What was it? What was? I don't really remember. Convention. There was, oh, like, a yeah, convention. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, um, a big group of trans people all went out, mm-hmm. and... He just said it was, like, it was so empowering to be in a group with people who, like, you don't have to explain your experience to. Yeah. And just to feel so understood. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't have to have any awkward conversations because everyone's in the same boat. And you don't have to, like, people asking invasive questions or where did those scars come from or all this stuff. Yeah. And right. I don't know. Like, I think that's so cool just to – I don't – like – I I want that for myself in a way where just finding I don't know because I feel like my group of people is so scattered across Mm -hmm. the United States at the moment (laughs) where I'm just like I want to have a moment where I can just be surrounded by my people and be like every I feel so understood and seen and like this is yeah I don't know I thought that was a very queer One Direction night at a club oh i feel like that's God. what you're looking for Maybe that'll be my next <laughs> night Outing. out yeah but I mean, right that sounds like, so that, that, fun that would be perfect All, like oh my god the club 90s la or whatever yeah 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 i follow them on instagram and every time they post like we're having a harry styles or one direction night or like taylor swift night or bad bunny night or whatever i'm like yeah. oh my god i wish i just wish i had like a friend who lived around here that i could go with yeah yeah i get you <laughs> who also love the thing is like I could bring like my sister or something, but she doesn't give a shit about One Direction or Bad yeah. Bunny or or yeah. Taylor Swift. Like I want to go with someone who will be just as excited right. to be there as me. Move to Portland. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm getting the fuck out of this country. I know, I know. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. One other line. Sorry, I just kicked my printer. No. The little. The little tongue thing was out. Anyways. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other line I really liked was, here's the truth about coming out. We are not coming out. We are letting you in. Yes. Oh, I like uh, that. There yeah. was just so many really good lines in here that I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I also, I loved, okay, this is interesting too. So the idea of like, Part of my, like, thoughts the other day when I was, mm-hmm. like, picturing myself as a six-foot man or whatever was, like, I've I've come to terms with the fact that I don't want to have kids. Mm. But I have had names picked out <laughs> yeah. since I was very young. And then I was, like, I had such a moment of getting so excited because I was, like, <gasps> I could, like, hypothetically use a name that I'll never get to use oh. Oh. just for myself. Yeah. But, um, I mean, this is all, like, this is not me. I feel like I'm, like, totally coming off, like, yep, I'm trans and all of that. But I'm. You're in discovery. We're just exploring options and what everything means. Yeah. And what everything Um, could mean. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But, um. I loved, I thought it was really interesting that he went to his mom and he was like, what other names yeah. would you have named me if I was a boy? Because he's like, it felt right to still be named by my mom. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. It was really cute. I don't, I don't know. I hadn't heard of that. Like, I feel like that was a pretty unique little tidbit. Yeah. I, guess. I just, that's something that seems so like, obviously Right? But Mm -hmm. I've never thought about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel like, too, like, a lot of the stories I've heard and the people I know, it's, like, very much took it as, like, this is my personal journey. This is the name. Like, kind of trying on different names. But, like, that just felt so, like, a full circle. Like, I've always been a boy. like, cathartic. Yeah. 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 Very nice. I agree. I agree with you. Very nice. Very nice. I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Did you have a song that reminded you of the book? 
Ooh, I don't think so. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't no. really think about it until I remember no. we do this when I look at the script. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, okay, you want to rate? Five stars. Yeah, I agree. Full five stars. This I really book, enjoyed this. God, I could recommend it to anybody, too. That's my Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And it would be, like, a good read, but also be a learning opportunity for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Do you have any else, anything else to say? I don't think so. Guys, this was not me coming out. I don't know if you're listening. This is just a reflection on This is an open conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe one day I'll look back on this and be like, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll save the audio (laughs) later. (laughs) Okay, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any other further... Okay. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. Wait, what? I should have mentioned that the V.E. Schwab show, I got also met the main, the lead <laughs> actress in the first kill oh, yeah. show by V.E. Schwab. And she was super very, very, very sweet. And she said it was her first, like, fan interaction. And she was, like, fangirling about us fangirling. So it was very <laughs> pure. Anyways, what a pure moment. Watch the Sapphic Vampire show originally first written kill. by V.E. Schwab. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Representation. And you're, Sammy, Woo. and you're Sammy Scores Dad? Oh, yeah. I'm Sammy Scores Dad. <laughs> <laughs> And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experiment, sorry, I'm experiment. Sorry. I, hold on, no, no, no. It's because I started making myself laugh because when I was saying Hardcover Hose, I feel like I said hose the way we were joking about how those indie singer girls <laughs> say things uh, in cursive. <laughs> yeah, I thought I went hose like hose. <laughs> Okay, anyways, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If if you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is This Is How You Lose the Time War by Amar El-Motar and Max Gladstone. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.